Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. It's Tuesday the 27th of August. I'm Tom Crowsdale. Coming up, four men in court following fatal stabbing. It's not nice to be living in this environment. Where I've got daughter, 18-year-old daughter. I don't want to let her out in the town because it's not safe. Around 20 suspected migrants stopped trying to cross the channel. The people traffickers do it when the weather is best suited to it. It's not good for their business if they put migrants out there who are capsizing and drowning. And Banks' Brexit artwork painted over. Generally, the response has been very disappointed that we suddenly it's just disappeared. We really need the owner of this building to, to tell us what's going on with it. Kent Online News. Four men have appeared in court after a man was stabbed to death in Maidstone. 21-year-old Andre Bent died following a disturbance near the high street in the early hours of Sunday. Police arrested four men from London aged between 19 and 23. This morning they were charged with violent disorder. One of them has been released on bail while the other three have been remanded in custody. They're due back in court next month. Jim Rennie owns a nearby pub and gave us his reaction to the stabbing. It's worrying, yeah. It's de- des- desperate really. It's not It's not nice. It's, it's not nice to be living in this environment. I've got daughter, 18 year old daughter. I don't want to let her out in the town. Because it's not safe. It's not, I mean, it's always, we could always walk down the road at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning to do whatever. No problems at all. Now you can't do it. I wouldn't let her do it. It's been getting worse and worse and worse. And I can't see it getting any better until something's done to stop it. It's, it really needs to, it tends to be sort of focused into the high street area of the town. There's not very much, many, many problems anywhere else. All seems to be over there. And God knows what they're going to do. It's just not nice. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a man's been arrested after two people were stabbed in Sittingbourne. Police were called to West Streets just after nine last night. The victim's injuries aren't thought to be life-threatening. Four women have been arrested after activists stormed a slaughterhouse in Tunbridge Wells. They're being held on suspicion of aggravated trespass after police were called to Forge Farm Meats earlier. Campaigners said they wanted the animals due to be killed today, sent to a sanctuary instead. Kent Online News. A man who threatened to kill his former partner at her home in Maidstone has been jailed for more than three and a half years. 39-year-old Clifford McDaniel, he doesn't have a fixed address, shouted abuse at the victim and grabbed a knife, which then fell onto the floor and cut her foot. He was eventually arrested after one of her children went into their bedroom and messaged a friend asking them to call the police. Three boats with suspected migrants on board have been stopped heading across the channel towards Kent. Around 20 people have been taken to a home office site in Dover. It follows several recent attempts by people using small boats to try to get from France to the UK. Sky's Home Affairs correspondent Mark White has been giving us an update on the situation. There has been a surge in the number of migrants trying to cross the channel this year. Uh, Official figures released actually by the French show that since January of this year, 1,400 migrants have been intercepted trying to cross the channel. Now, that is double the number of migrants who were intercepted for the whole of last year. You can see one of these border force boats. That's, these are not the border force cutters, slightly smaller vessels, about 50 feet in length, towing that uh, dinghy. Uh, pretty small dinghies, normally they cram about uh, eight to 10 migrants on board these little dinghies to try to make the crossing in good weather. And it is no coincidence, of course, that we've had 
great weather over recent days and we've seen an increase in the number of migrants trying to make that crossing. The fact of the matter is really for the people traffickers, uh, they do it when the weather is best suited to it. Uh, for them, obviously, it's not good for their business if they put migrants out there who are uh, then capsizing and drowning. So that's why we see uh, an increase in the number of migrants trying to cross when the seas are calm uh, and the weather is good out there in the channel. But having said that, it is a perilous journey nonetheless. Uh, there is still uh, an ad hoc search that's going on for an Iranian woman who a couple of weeks ago is believed to have fallen from a dinghy trying to make that same crossing between France and England. Uh, and just on Friday, the body of an Iraqi man, a 48-year-old Iraqi man, was discovered in Belgium, just off the Belgium coast uh, near Zeebrugge. Uh, he, we understand, had been trying to swim the channel uh, with a makeshift vest on, which included empty plastic bottles, but he didn't get very far. Um, he was pushed up by the current from northern France up to the Belgian coast and then intercepted, uh, his body at least was intercepted by the Belgian authorities on Friday. So very hazardous out there, even on the best of days uh, in the English Channel. Kent Online News. Someone's used a sledgehammer to try and break into a shop in Westgate-on-Sea. Detectives said they didn't manage to steal anything from the co-op in Station Road this morning, but bosses at the store say it's caused thousands of pounds worth of damage. The government's advice is being brought in to try and help children's services in Medway get better. Inspectors have rated the department inadequate. Harry's been chatting to council leader Alan Jarrett, who says they will do better going forward. I'm really annoyed actually, really, really frustrated by it um, because of the investment we're making to find that that investment isn't getting through to, um, uh, through to the ch children as consistently as we'd like. There's examples of good practice, there's examples of not such good practice. Management is variable, all those sort of things that um, really are, uh, should be food and drink to the service, you know. And given that investment, can you see this maybe as money, maybe not wasted, but money, public money not being spent in the right way? I'm sure, I'm sure that's right, I'm sure that's right, and that's something we're going to have to look at. In fact, I mean, it was work that I asked uh, to be carried out immediately after the election to look at the um, spending in children's social care and make sure it's well directed. Um, that work hasn't been completed. Uh, it seems to me pretty obvious that money isn't being well directed. Um, uh, other, otherwise, we wouldn't, wouldn't have an inadequate, surely. And there's plenty of improvements going on. You said that you know you were shocked slightly by the um, from the findings because there was stuff going in place already. Just tell me a bit about some of that work that's already being done and was underway before we heard? Well certainly, certainly bringing in more social workers to reduce the, reduce the caseloads, that was an, an important piece of work that was going on. There was um, uh, an improvement plan being worked through, um, uh, additional training, um, all of those things that in place. We introduced the pod system um, which helps for, um, for in the area-based team, so all of those things have been put in place recently. Just um, some of those things weren't embedded sufficiently when Ofsted uh, came calling. But um, even if they had been, I don't think we'd have we'd have passed the uh, passed the level we expected of us. And on that, what as elected members will you be able to do to one scrutinise and make sure the the system is working as good as possible? Also, as Conservatives to save face on what is a major you know, manifesto 
Well, it, it is, you're right, it is a, manifest, a major manifest, a pledge to look after um, vulnerable children and adults. It is absolutely right. Um, we do scrutinise things, but quite clearly we're not scrutinising them closely enough. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, of course. Uh, the information that we've been given continuously has pointed us to be in a different place to the one we're in. That's going to make us very focused on finding out exactly what is happening in the service and finding ways to improve things and, and to do that quickly and urgently. How confident are you that you will be able to do that and turn things around and see the situation where you want to see it? Yeah, I'm very confident we will do that. I'm absolutely convinced we will do that. Um, the children are more important than anything. It's a promise of ours to look after vulnerable children. Um, that's what, that's what our, our job is and that's what we're going to continue to do. And where there are issues that need addressing, then we'll get on, on to it quickly and, um, and start to tackle them. And just finally, what's your message to those people who maybe feel they have been let down by the system and reassurances to them as well? No, I think it's really, it's really regrettable. It's not what we um, set ourselves up to do. It's not what people expect. People come to the local authority for support um, when they're most in need. They're entitled to get the best support possible, and that's what we're going to give them going forward. Ian Sutherland is the Director of People's Services responsible for children and adult services in Medway. It's very disappointing to receive a report like this. Um, some of the areas that we've improved on since our last inspection, it was pleasing to see that they can identify those areas for improvement. But obviously there are some fundamental things that we need to change and make better for children in Medway based on the report today. Can those children, the ones who you know have been highlighted in the report, can they feel maybe let down by the service that's been provided? It's encouraging that the report says that where children are at immediate risk, we take prompt action to ensure that they're safe and well. Um, but in the report, what they're identifying is that there is drift and delay in circumstances where children haven't had decisions made promptly enough to ensure that their journey through the care system is going as smoothly and as quickly as it should. And what can that mean for a child? The report suggests that whilst they're not maybe in danger, there is that risk element and particularly a long-term risk as well. We don't want any child left in a situation where there's uncertainty about their safety or about for children who come into care. We want to make sure that as quickly as possible they get into a stable situation where they know they're in a forever home and that they feel safe and loved in that setting. And as you say, there's some things that already came, have already come into place. Um, you've got three months or so whilst the commissioner's here to turn things around. Tell me just a little bit briefly about what some of the key aspects are of that. Yeah, when we, when we received the feedback from the inspectors, we wanted to act straight away in advance of any further action by the DfE or Ofsted. So we've taken immediate action to appoint additional staff. That will help because caseloads will come down, social workers will be working with fewer children, and that will allow the quality of social work practice to improve. But in addition to that, we've made some immediate changes to some of our systems and processes to make sure that we've got a tighter grip on some of those aspects of care planning in children's lives. Why did it need an Ofsted inspection to wake you up to needing these improvements? 
shouldn't this have been something you spotted maybe a long, a long time ago? We've obviously been looking at improvements in our services. It's a continuous improvement program that we operate. But obviously we're disappointed that Ofsted found key failings in certain areas. And that's the bit that we really need to focus on now, making that better and making it better quickly. Councillor Vince Maple, leader of the Labour Group for the area, says it's completely unacceptable. I mean, I think the report that we've seen today is possibly one of the worst Ofsted reports I've ever seen in my time as a councillor. Uh, and I think the council needs to look long and hard, not only at kind of the immediate what happens today, but realistically, they've got three months left to save children's services. With the inspector coming in, there's a real and present danger that they will be told you can no longer run this service. And nobody wants to see that. That's not in the best interest of Medway. But the service that's currently being received is completely unacceptable. We've seen that in the report today. Um, senior leadership just not being aware of uh, some of those big issues around caseloads, big issues around uh, the, the kind of voice of the young person in particular. Uh, and it's absolutely right to say in some of these issues we have been raising concerns for years we've been saying that absolutely having one directorate dealing with children and adults is just too big and it's too big and what it means is you lose the focus and we've seen that very clearly in today's offset report you mentioned that you know the worst case scenario is that the inspector says right we need to you can't run this provision anymore we're going to have to take it over but even so, with the report saying that it's inadequate, given that this is a major manifesto pledge for the Conservatives, it's the thing they talk about all the time, and that they spend £36 million on every single year, that must be a massive failure for them. Look, I think many, many politicians need to be looking long and hard. If the previous portfolio holder hadn't stepped down in May, we'd be calling for him to resign today. There's no two ways about it. And I think other senior politicians within the council need to consider whether they've done all that they could have done to get this to a much better place than the inadequate report we've seen today. Children only get one chance and I want the very best for the young people in Medway. What we've seen from this report is those, particularly not only those who are very vulnerable today, but those who are perhaps just under the radar, none of those young people are getting the service they need and that is not acceptable. Kent Online News. Almost £6,000 has been raised to help pay for the funeral of a six-year-old boy who died after falling into a river in Sandwich. People have also started raising money to get a memorial bench for Lucas Dobson, whose body was found in the Stour last week. It's been revealed South East Coast Ambulance Trust, which covers Kent, spent more than £9 million on private ambulances last year. An investigation by the Press Association suggests a shortage of staff and problems with recruitment are to blame. The Care Quality Commission previously warned patients are being put at risk as a result. Rachel Harrison is from the GMB union. Well, I think it's an absolute disgrace. Um, GMB's been raising this for a while and we actually did, did our own Freedom of Information uh, request earlier on in the year. Um, so to see that these figures have actually increased since we did ours is an absolute disgrace and shows that we're definitely going in the wrong direction. Obviously, we believe that all NHS services should be provided by properly trained and supported NHS professionals as a start. You know, we're against all forms of privatisation and outsourcing. Um, this is money that should be going into the NHS and instead it's not, it's going to these private companies. So we want to see all privatisation and outsourcing back in-house anyway. Um, but the other side to it is um, each ambulance, private ambulance service operates to different standards. So they will have different checks in place, they will have different training standards in place. 
they will operate using different equipment. And again, we believe that, you know, all the services that are provided should be in NHS services and they should be NHS ambulances. I completely understand, um, you know, we've got a huge staffing crisis across the entire NHS and the ambulance service has been hit hard with that as well. So I do understand that we've got a real issue in providing the services that are needed. However, what we're not doing is we're not addressing why there's that spike in demand and why there's such a shortage of staff on the ground. Um, we hear constant talk about extra money going into the NHS. Well, we had a, a 10-year long-term plan that kept getting delayed and delayed. Eventually, when it was published, um, the workforce implementation plan, which was a crucial part of that plan being able to deliver, wasn't published and was once again delayed. We're now in a situation where we've got an interim plan in place but there's still no funding attached to it so without serious resources coming from the government into the nhs to be able to provide the services recruit the staff train the staff to the correct standards and also to focus on retaining the existing staff you know we've got a huge issue with staff leaving the nhs it's, it's due to lots of different reasons such as pay um has been driven down you know, they've had real-term pay cuts since 2010. We're halfway through a three-year pay deal that still saw NHS staff receiving a real-terms pay increase. And what you're seeing is as demands are going up, the workload's getting harder and the staff numbers are getting lower. So people are choosing to leave the NHS and going to work elsewhere, say in the retail industry. We're seeing the terms and conditions being driven down and people aren't wanting to stick around. Well, within the NHS ambulance services, the, the, you know, your, your staff have all got to be trained to the same level. Um, there is a huge issue already within the ambulance service of NHS staff regularly working at levels above what they're actually being um, paid for. But those standards are in place to make sure we've got the right staff on the ground when we need them. When you've got private providers, these are coming from a wide uh, variety of backgrounds um, with not necessarily the same standards that the NHS require. Checks aren't done. And even the equipment and the ambulances, we, we've got members in the private ambulance sector and they report to us regularly about ambulances that aren't fit for purpose or inferior equipment. Um, and it's only by being a part of the NHS that we can keep an eye on and monitor you know, the standards of the people that are working in it and the equipment that's being used as well. The government insists the ambulance service has record numbers of paramedics. Kent Online News. Plans to open a pizza restaurant in Canterbury selling alcohol until three in the morning have been rejected. Council bosses say they're worried about crime and antisocial behaviour in St Dunstan Street. There's still a lot of confusion over what's happened to a Banksy Brexit mural in Dover. The image of the EU flag with one of the stars being chiselled away first appeared on the side of a building at the corner of York Street and Tumwall Street in 2017. But over the weekend, scaffolding was put up and it looks like it's been painted over. Councillor Edward Briggs has been giving us his reaction to it. I think it's, it's been an asset of Dover that we've all enjoyed. We love the fact that Banksy made the effort to, to put this put his for Dover. It was a very apt illustration and I think generally the response has been very disappointed that we suddenly it's just disappeared with a bio leave you and we really need the owner of this building to, to tell us what's going on with it because it's, 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 it's part of Dover. It's in an iconic place right on the, on the seafront. Uh, and it is, it's something we need to know about and, and we, we want an answer. These residents have told us how they feel about it. To see it now just gone with 
no sort of uh, uh, communication, no reason, and everyone's a bit confused why. It's a bit sad, really, and probably just sad times for the town again. Until those people are held accountable, things like this will continue to happen. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a real sad day. And finally, East Morning had more sunshine than anywhere else in the UK yesterday, 13.2 hours. It was officially the hottest late August bank holiday Monday ever recorded, with highs of 33.2 degrees at Heathrow Airport. That's it for now, but there's more news throughout the day at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.